Hey everyone. Hey everyone. You ever have someone make you a promise and then um, break it? How did that make you feel? I always say we must be very careful when we make promises, especially to our children, because they expect us as parents and grandparents to keep them. And if we don't keep them, they kind of lose confidence. Well, it's not just kids that do that. We do the same thing. If someone promises they're going to, us they're going to do something and they don't do it, then the next time they say they're going to do something, we may be a little hesitant to know whether or not they really will do it. Well, fortunately for us as Christians, we have a heavenly father who never breaks his promises. Let's see today what the Hebrew writer says about this in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 through 20. It says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled to refuge for refuge, to lay hold of the hope set before us. The hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become our high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, I want to say right up front that uh, probably deal with the latter part of verse 19 and 20 next time in our lesson when we get to chapter 7. But I want us to see here, God made a promise to Abraham. He made a covenant with Abraham. There was no contract in writing. You know, today, if we uh, want a contract, we've got a thousand pages of paper anymore, don't we, to to have a contract. The old uh, uh, handshake and my word is as good as anything uh, People don't trust that anymore. There were no attorneys to look over what God had said. Agreements were made with an oath, with a promise, by word of mouth. There was none greater for God to swear by. Who who could you swear by greater than God? And so he swore by himself, on himself, that he would keep his promise. And he did. Remember now, one of the promises was to promise to give Abraham the the promised land. Another promise was to have a child of promise. And that child did come along and was born. Uh, They questioned it at times. They weren't as patient as they should have been, but they eventually endured. And along came that child of promise. And God also promised Abraham that in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now, let me ask you something. Did he keep that promise? Absolutely, he kept that promise. Did that promise include you and me? Yes, that promise included you and me. Why? Because of the seed. 
Who is the seed? What is the seed? We know the seed is Jesus. Remember what Paul said in the Galatian letter in chapter 3, verse 16? Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say unto seeds as of many, but as of one and to your seed. Now watch this. Who is Christ? God gave Abraham immutable promises, immutable things, unchangeable things, his word and his promise. And he kept both. But watch the next part, because the next part's what really should give us some good, great encouragement. It is impossible for God to tell a lie. How encouraging is that? In a world that seems to so often to be full of lies, how encouraging is it to know that the one who gives us his word, the one who gives us the Bible, the one who directs our lives, it is impossible for him to tell a lie. Those who fled from the refuge, he says, hold on to that hope that he gives. Verse 19 says, we have hope as an anchor, an anchor of the soul. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, uh, Paul said this to Timothy in the last part of that verse, God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. In Romans 8, we see why Christ is our hope and our anchor. Romans 8, 39 says, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We sing a song with these words. I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest. I'll sail the wide seas no more. The tempest may sweep or the wild stormy deep. In Jesus, I'm safe evermore. We need to be so thankful for God's unchangeable word, his unchangeable promise. See you next time.